Hey everyone, I'm Pasha and welcome to the very first episode of The Climb Chronicles. I'm really excited to share this platform with you guys as I feel like it's going to be a great way to share some knowledge with the next generation of entrepreneurs as well as backstories to some of the most innovative startup companies that I've come across. When you're trying to build a business, there are about a million and one things that could go wrong, whether that be trying to find the right co-founder or investing too much time in the wrong kind of investor. But the thing to remember is that these solutions are so commonly found and the best way I feel like to find them is to look at people who have kind of tread the path before you and to try and learn from their lessons and really ask them these kind of questions. So what we're gonna do in this series is sit down with a different founder in every episode and hear about their advice that they have to give and share with us. Today, I'm really happy to introduce our first guest, which is Laura Camis. Yeah, Camis. Laura Camis, yeah. I need to pronounce that wrong again. <laughs> That's okay. Who's the founder of Tyro Agency, which provides creative services to help freelancers kickstart their career. So Laura, it's lovely to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how was your journey here? So my journey was good, nice and easy. I know, I know. I <laughs> and the weather's nice as well today. And you're driving, so yes. that makes everything so much easier. <laughs> Definitely. How have you been finding the past couple of months? Because I know it's quite a difficult time for everyone at the moment. Yeah, no, it's been very hard. So I feel like when I'm at uni, I'm so used to having a fixed routine, mm-hmm. you know, kind of fitting my freelance work in. For sure. And kind of knowing where I'm going. But because yeah. everything's been so... I feel like everyone's been in the dark about everything. It's definitely confusing time for all of like for everyone. Yeah. But I think now that, you know, lockdown is easier, we're all kind of getting back into the work routine, kind of just finding our way back to normal life. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I completely understand. And, and you said that you go to uni. So is that like your first year, your second year? So I've just finished my second year of uni at Loughborough University studying okay, English literature. And yeah, I'm just about to go into my final year. I graduated myself last summer. Amazing. But um, I can't imagine like what that's like currently going for you because... Right now, like, you're in your second year and you're going to go into, some would say, the most important year. And right now, with lockdown and everything, do you know if you're able to go to your lectures or is everything online? So, luckily, my university have decided to go back to lectures. So, okay. I definitely prefer it because online lectures haven't been as, you just know, interactive. Exactly, <laughs> just it's not just it, to summarise. But, yeah, I definitely prefer, you know... The face-to-face interactions and conversations mm-hmm. just makes uni worthwhile, I guess. A hundred percent, and I feel like it is. Some people just say, "Oh, you're, you're paying nine k for like the course," and it's, it's not really the course. It's the whole interactive experience. Exactly the experience. Yeah, the people you kind of meet, and it's almost like you get inspiration from the conversations that you have Definitely. on a daily basis. So, so it's true. really that environment is so important. You mentioned you're studying English lit. Yeah. So <laughs> has that always been like a passion for you? Did you always know you wanted to be a writer? I think it was something that I first did subconsciously mm-hmm. and then going into secondary school, I was, you know, doing very well at English literature and mm-hmm. I had a good relationship with all of my English literature teachers that really, like, you know, pushed me yeah. to get top grades in English. So I think through education and then taking it again at A-level, it was definitely something that I, you know, found that I had a passion for. Mm-hmm. And then when looking at university courses, I was just kind of looking for a course that you know, I could enjoy as well as continue to learn from. And I think, at first I was kind of thinking about going down the media and communications route, mm. but then I thought that English could help me 
kind of like, you know, after university, find a career that's kind of broad. So I wasn't fixed into, you know, just like a media or communications job. Yeah. I could pos- like possibly go into, you know, marketing. That's like one branch that comes out of English literature. For sure. Journalism. So I just didn't want to be fixed, but fixed into, you know, one sector of a career. But I also wanted to do something I enjoyed. So English just seemed like the most convenient course for me to take. Honestly, I think that is quite a good, like, it's quite a good mindset to have a look at things because I don't know how people do it, but say if you were studying the sciences or medicine at the age of 18 or even younger than that, mm. like in reality, that like, people feel like they've got their whole career sorted. Honestly. And what they study in uni, it could be detrimental in terms of boxing you in, but you have to realise that there are so many options out there and yeah I know people who studied medicine but they've gone and pivoted into business that kind of thing Mm. so it's it's really interesting in that sense so you mentioned that you're really interested in media and marketing at some point yes definitely have you always kind of been creative in that sense where you are quite like focused on like writing marketing or have you just thought, I really want to write, but I realise that marketing is important at the same time? Or would you say, like, everything complements each other? I definitely think everything complements each other. I've always been creative, and I think with writing, I think with marketing, you have elements of writing, but you also have elements of, you know, communicating in other ways, whether it's visually. Mm. Um, So I think I'd like to work in an environment where I can combine, like, you know, my visual ideas with, you know, my written work. Yeah, and I definitely think like marketing is the route for me in the future, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of like awesome. where I'm at right now. It's buzzing at the moment with the industry. Yeah, and no, hundred percent. Luckily, with marketing, you do a lot of things. You don't have to be stuck in an office all day because, mm. like, you've got Tyro that you're currently working on at the moment. So you could very much have the best of both worlds in that sense. And I feel like startups are like the best way where you can start your career and do marketing double here and you can also learn on the job as well which is really really good so you're studying English literature at the moment what advice would you give to people who are say really like they're really set on becoming a writer whether that be for big editorial magazines or starting their own publishing company what advice would you give would you say English literature is the way forward or could they start with any other passion I think if they enjoy English literature already, it's definitely something I would recommend in university, only because I've got modules where I can actually, you know, learn how to actually, you know, make my own magazine, publish oh, my, cool. my magazine. Okay. But I also have, you know, the main, like, literature side where I, you know, read my books, learn about, you know, books, and all my assignments are to do with texts that we've read throughout the module. Mm. So I feel like English literature provides you with a bit of everything, you know, the marketing side, you know, the magazine publishing side, and then you've got the you know, reading, like, kind of A-level style side. Mm. Um, but there's also, I wouldn't, you know, limit to that. If you feel like you want to go into journalism, I can, you know, I'd definitely recommend doing that so as well. But I think a lot of journalists themselves haven't, you know, gone down that, you know, studying journalism route. Yeah. So I think, you know, you have free reign over what you decide to study. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I'd recommend, I guess. That's great. So that's some good advice. And say, like, trying to find your passion in terms of creating content, where would you get your inspiration from for that? I think my inspiration for creating content comes from other people. Mm. I guess my encounters with other people or even spotting people over social media has kind of inspired me a lot in everything that I do, everything that I create. So that's my main inspiration, people. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite organic, isn't it? So yeah, no, like, definitely. Yeah, so like I mentioned, like the conversations that you'd have with people. So it's not, say, you just sit down and it's just like, okay, so 
what am I going to write that's going to get the most views mm. and the most like shares, that kind of thing. So it's great how you're doing like the whole organic process. But have you ever come across like say a writer's book where there'd be long periods of time where you're just like, I can't put my pen to paper, I'm exhausted, I feel burnt out. Like, yeah. Do you ever come across those times? All the time. I think it's natural as a writer to go through that. Yeah. You have bursts of like periods where you have so many ideas and you just want to get content out mm. and then there's literally like a week and I haven't put up anything I don't know what to write don't know who Gosh. to write about yeah but um sometimes that can be quite daunting but at the same uh-huh. time it's natural and I think it's all a part of the process and I think like if I didn't have those moments where I didn't know what to write like when I have next have an idea it wouldn't be as powerful as it is and I feel like I don't it's know. kind of forced, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Like, if you just feel like you're writing for the sake of writing. Exactly. Like, why am I even here? What am I doing kind of thing? Yeah. That's really interesting. And so talk us through your career so far and say some of the corporation that you've had experience with and how that all came about really because and how, in a way, that kind of made you want to start Tyro, right? So mm, talk me through that kind of process. Okay, so I started freelancing at 16... Wow. So I think it started in summer when I was attending a lot of creative events, mm. loads of showcases, meeting lots of people, so networking within the creative industry. And I was just so inspired by the people that I was seeing like perform, so a lot of musicians mm. at the time. And from there, I just thought, oh my God, if I did not attend these events, I would not know about these people because there's not a platform. Yeah, right place, right kind of, time. Exactly. Yeah. Where they're not, you know, they're not really being you know showcased so I thought you know what I feel like I've kind of found my space where I already kind of knew that I loved writing at this point and I did it subconsciously but I found like that inspiration and my love for writing kind of just merged at that moment and I thought you know what I'm just gonna pitch to a couple blogs and I think on Instagram I was already following quite a lot of creative people Mm. so I kind of had access to you know small blogs um, through Instagram so through that I kind of just started writing for small blogs I don't think the one that I wrote for exists anymore, but, you know, that's where I started. I think it was a blog called Apotheosis or something like that. Okay. And um, so I started writing a few articles on people that I just kind of, like, met or people that I pers- that I saw um, performing live. Mm. And then I wrote for... Then I wrote about a girl, a photographer, amazing photographer called Aaliyah. And... Her mum's an editor at a small publication called Nation of Billions. So she saw that I wrote about her daughter and she loved the article. Oh, that's mad. So and it's literally about exactly, being in the right place. Exactly. Like networking, that kind of Definitely. thing. Definitely. So. so she saw that and asked if I would be interested in writing about um, writing on her platform. And I was just, you know, so down. I was so, like, shocked by the fact that she saw my article. Mm. So I was just like, yeah, no, I'm definitely down to write. And that's when I wrote a few articles there. And then I was kind of, like, just looking to, you know, accelerate my career a bit further. So I shadowed someone at Radar Radio, which also no longer exists right now. Um, But it was an amazing place, and I met the editor whilst I was shadowing this person. Mm. And we just had a conversation, and, you know, we just got, like, you know, the ball rolling, and he's really interested in my story. Um, and my passions and the things that I wanted to cover. So they had like a, it was a radio station, but they had like a little blog on the side. Mm. And they just gave me free reign to kind of like interview the people that I wanted. They yeah. had an amazing like um, studio, so you could come in, interview the people. They had photographers that would take pictures. So it was all like a nice little setup. And I was the youngest on the team, so they 
like that really helped you know push me working with people that were like much older than me yeah but they were also like very supportive and didn't like they didn't make me feel any younger they didn't single me yeah. out you know I just had a nice support system there and from there I think they sent me on a job for Red Bull so you okay. know you can kind of see that's, the pattern it's just like a huge. cycle yeah. yeah that's huge yeah. so it's like literally getting your foot in the door exactly. speaking to people making yourself kind of known that you're serious and you're into exactly. it and then you never know who you're rubbing shoulders with Definitely. and next thing you know you're working for like Red Bull so exactly. amazing so that's how it kind of started with Red Bull um, they sent me another job and I was just you know working with the Red Bull team um, it was just me and another young photographer, amazing photographer called Alfie, Alfie White. Mm. And we just working on the day and they saw that we were quite young. So, you know, they were really interacting with us, asking us questions. And a nice lady, you know, gave me some contacts and was like really pushing me to know, yeah. contact the editor at Red Bull, which I did. And, you know, a few months later, I was, you know, freelancing at Red Bull. And there you go. <laughs> then, yeah. So I think after that, it's just, you know, been a couple publications here and there. So... Um, I've written for Gaudem, um, Notion Mag, Gaffer Mag. Um, currently writing at Gaucho World, which is an oh, upcoming mm. magazine. Mm. I'm so excited to, you know, work with the team and release the first issue. Um, so yeah, well, just do you know doing... when that's coming out so we can? Check um, that out. I think it's towards the end of the year. Keep your eyes peeled, but because uh-huh. of Corona, you know, we haven't got a yeah. set date because everything's been pushed back. Mm. But yeah, so. That's currently where I'm at now, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) And so before you started Tarot, did you see any other... Because you mentioned you're working for all these agencies. Mm. But did you see, like, something with the exact vision that you had in mind? Or was it the lack of that in the space that you wanted to create that for people? I think definitely the lack of it. Mm. Um, I have seen a few things, but I think where I'm really, like, pushing to help younger people. I think when you make it broad, you know, you're helping, you know, startups. Um, some young people might, stri- like, you know, be put off by the fact that they don't know how to contact someone that's, you know, a bit older than them. Yeah. And I think by me being a young person myself, but still haven't gone through enough experience to help other people... For sure. ..that really pushed me to, you know, just... You know, just start it, see how it goes, and see what I can provide for other young people that, you know, are in the same position as I am. Because I know when I started, I didn't have anyone that I could go to to ask Mm. about, you know, general freelance support or advice. And that's kind of where my inspiration for Tyra, and I think it's been recent. Um, When I was younger, I can't remember, I'm going to say 17, I did have like a little platform, and it was just, you know, kind of... Uh, bringing young creatives together and it's kind of the same like concept but I think now I had to take a break from that because of education you know getting caught up in A levels and stuff for sure Um, but now that I've got you know a lot more free time coming towards the end of my you know university Mm. journey I definitely felt like I've got enough time to you know launch something and relaunch that just with a new purpose of helping yeah. young freelancers like myself. For sure, and to really like give people that platform and voice, exactly. and to be that kind of advisory system. It's almost like you're like a mentor and a coach. Yeah, I guess so. before yeah. anything, just yeah, helping definitely. people really like format it because it can be really intimidating mm. if you've never tried reaching out to people on these big publications before then it's just you don't know how to again some people don't even know how to like address an email or how to even pitch their ideas Mm. and a lot of the times they've got brilliant ideas but just because it's not translating to paper that's just where it can all get lost and it's such a waste of talent almost because there's that disconnect 
And speaking of big publications, like big editorial magazines like Vogue and Forbes, do you feel like there's a bit of a barrier which is stopping the young writers starting off there? Or do you feel like it's one of those ones where if you really did have a portfolio and a showcase, you could pretty much pitch to them and, and get your career started off? Mm, that's a good question. I think a lot of big publications don't give enough space for young people. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I definitely think experience and the work that you do speaks for itself. Um, me personally, so far, my age hasn't been that much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think just me working hard to get to the place that I am at now with all the experience that I have. And I still definitely feel like I don't have enough experience. So it's kind of like a, you know, I'm still going on with the journey of, you know, growing uh, my portfolio and adding more work to it. But I definitely think um, your work speaks for itself. And hopefully, you know, these, you know, big publications do look at people's work rather than their age or how young they are before, you know, hiring people, hiring young writers like myself. I do think they need to be more, you know, open to supporting young writers and kind of, like, being the platform that can help elevate their journey, I guess. Yeah, because I feel like it's still quite a corporate atmosphere. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's very much, again, yes, it's about who you know, Mm. but the people who are affected by that are those who just great emerging talents but they've not really like been in the right place at the right time just because they've not been handed those opportunities Mm. earlier on and it's just so sad to see that waste but I feel like you're pretty much the bright spark that are trying to change that narrative honestly everyone has to start somewhere and just to work their way up there to be honest so where do you see yourself going over the next couple of years if I were to ask you okay it's a bit of a loaded question if I was to ask you in five years where would you see Tyro I'd like Tyro to have its own office um, expanded team where you know, we can help have like a nice client database mm. and just kind of like basically continue what I'm doing now with helping young freelancers, but on a bigger scale, um, having, you know, more regular consultations, um, you know, tracking people's development and growth as individuals and as freelancers. Um, also having more events. I think Right now I'm doing kind of, you know, I started with online masterclasses, definitely due to the circumstances, but I think, you know, once Corona, um, you know, kind of dies down completely, I'd definitely like to host events, live masterclasses, mm. invite bigger guests, you know, people that are really, you know, up there in the industry um, to help people, but also have, you know, other young freelancers like myself that are willing to help people so I can grow the team and help people on a wider scale. But okay. definitely having an office, oh my God, that'd be like know, my maybe, ultimate dream. Where would, you, where would your ideal location be? Oh my God. That's all somewhere that I can afford. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we're thinking big, so we can be like, yeah, money's oh, not yeah. an object at the moment. I have no idea. I honestly don't know. Somewhere nice, somewhere mm. community-like. Okay. Somewhere where there's already a lot of, you know, young people. Okay. So yeah. So easily accessible kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Great. And you mentioned you're growing your team at the moment. So are you actively hiring or are you working towards that at the moment? And what kind of positions are you looking to fill at the moment? So I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, expanding the team at the moment. I think it's something that I'm looking towards for the future. I think I'm kind of just, you know, finding my feet mm. at the moment and, you know, just taking my time to plan um, properly. 
Um, but if I, you know, look into, if I'm looking to expand, the people that I would like to, you know, hire would definitely be people to, you know, create content on social media. So, you know, social media manager, um, someone, you know, that can work in, you know, the admin side to making sure that, you know, we're booking people in for their consultations, yeah. um, checking up on people and how, you know, they feel after their first consultation with Tyro. Mm. Um, and also just other creators in other industries, I'd okay. say. So I think, you know, industries where I see there's a lot of freelancing going on to, you know, photography or yeah, graphic sure. design. So if I could have, you know, someone from that industry kind of working alongside me, mm. I think then these people can give more specific advice to, you know, that kind of, you know, career area. For sure. Because um, I feel like for me, there's only so much I can give in terms of freelance because I've worked as a writer. Yeah. So all of the experiences that I've had, I've been as a writer. Mm. Um, so, you know, I can't give a photographer exact advice. So I feel like if I could find people, um, you know, other creatives that can give advice to their kind of area, that would be, yeah. like, the ideal team that I'd That's like to great. have. So yeah. it's, like, basically, like... A freelancing agency all in one not just focusing on writing yeah, 100%. and expanding that that's really cool and yeah. it's the fact that you're creating that those kind of jobs as well it's going to be amazing we're going to round up to the last question here sure. so if there's a piece of, of advice that you could give yourself before you started your journey with Tyro what would that be mm. I think I would have said to start early, I feel like I've had this idea in my notes for mm. so long, <laughs> but I've just been scared to like put it out there because you never know what reaction you're gonna get when you start something new. For sure. Um, and I feel like I was kind of so like I was so hesitant. You know, I was talking to my friends like, guys, do you think I should do this? Um, but I definitely would have said just have more confidence in my idea. Mm. Um, but I honestly think with everything going on now, like it's been the right time to launch it. Um, I have no regrets and I just can't wait to see what's to come with Tyra in the future. I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm super excited too. Well, thank you so much, Lara. Well, and you. it's been such a great insight into your freelance journey and building Tyra as well. So if people wanted to actually book a consultation with you or follow up, like where can they find you? So I'd mainly say contact us on Instagram. So that's at Tyro Agency, T-Y-R-O Agency. And there should be a link in our bio to book a consultation where you can it's a free half an hour consultation where I can kind of you know learn more about you what you want to do and just give any advice off of the back of that and also afterwards you know provide you with resources to you know help you do help you um you know do your next steps for whatever you want to do um we're also on Instagram Tyro agent uh, no sorry Twitter um Tyro agency so yeah Instagram and Twitter Okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Lara. Thank you. I think that concludes our first episode. So it's been really good recording today. If you've liked what you've heard or listened to, well, why don't you just follow us on Instagram if you want to keep up to date with us. It's Chronicles of Pasha. Um, that's three A's at the end. So it's P-W-A-S-H-A. If you have any feedback at all or you know exactly what you want to see next, then do feel free to reach out. But yeah, see you guys soon.